I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Clicky Balls. This is AFL Round 15 all wrapped up. Better late than never. My name's Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Brenton, just me and you. So, what's your highlight of the week past? Well, this is the, the second time I've gone through it uh, in the last couple of days. <laughs> Bit of a malfunction, was it? Well, basically, the program we used to record it just stopped recording a little bit into the, the actual session. So, once you get on a roll having a conversation, that you stop looking at the screen and you just do yeah. a conversation. And so, after about... I don't know, 25, half an hour, we look back and it stopped. We're like, shit, all right. So how much did you record? Oh, like five minutes. (laughs) But we're like, ah, we'll start again. So I reset my computer, set up again, and then it stopped twice more. We're like, all right, well, this isn't working. This is fucked. Yeah. So this is the the earliest time we could actually reschedule. Otherwise, I had a plan B, which is going to be me just patching together old podcasts and making up some (laughs) bullshit. Do a soundboard. (laughs) Basically, yeah. So my highlight of the week was, uh, for the second time, I went up to Bright on the weekend. Lovely part of the country. Um, except when it rains, like I would have preferred snow actually, because really? we were out at a beer festival and Dad Marquis set up and we walked there, lovely weather, great. As soon as we got there, it just bucketed down Right, and there was like eight of us and we had an Airbnb for the night and we look at each other and we're like, we're paying for a fucking mansion right now. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> so, so we just fucked off and walked back in the rain. As soon as we got back, stopped raining, beautiful again. Um, so yeah, if you're ever looking for a little getaway in country Victoria, then Bright is a fantastic little little place. Fucking cat just went past. I had no idea what was going on then. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I drifted off because I, I got something running across my leg. Um, yeah, I've never been up there. Uh, but you know, a beer festival when it's pissing down rain, you just have to run between marquees, or like you said, you just went, nah, fuck it, we pay for well, the mansion, we'll, we'll do that. Well, even the marquee got flooded, so oh, it, it was pointless to be able to... To say anyway, so but it was like a country town of two thousand. So you just yeah. huddle up next to your best mate that you've just met two minutes ago and share share a story about how shit the weather is. But lovely part of the town, lovely part of the the fucking state, and probably a fair indication of why you're drinking water for the first podcast in. This is a long time. Over, isn't it? It'd be over two years, I reckon. It'd have to be, and it is ten thirty, but still tempted. <laughs> we don't have to work tonight. It's always there. If it wasn't working tonight, then for sure, because I just got a nice bottle of whiskey home as well for the winter. Um, I. I've been travelling as well. We went back to Broken Hill just for a week or so to yep. see see the olds and not much else going on in there to talk about. But my highlight of the week is, uh, you know, I love British panel shows. Yep. Um, Taskmaster is my favourite and I like that the kids love it too. There's a fair amount of swearing in it, but, you know, I let the kids go for this yeah. one because it's fun. Um, but I've been watching another one lately and it, I'm, I'm on the fence whether it's genius or absolute trash. Right. It's called Celebrity Juice, and it's about 20... Celebrity Juice. Celebrity Juice, <laughs> yep. It's about 21 seasons in. Shit. Um, and it's hosted by a guy, I can't remember the comedian's name, but the character he plays is um, Keith Lemon, and he's all sleazy and stuff like that. Yep. But they'll do things like, um, 
you know, one round will be they're asking questions about who did this in the news. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the host just bolts into the crowd <laughs> up the stairs. It's a massive fucking crowd too. Right. Has a lemon up there and goes, bring back the lemon for a point and runs back down. And then the other teams, they get up and they run oh, right. they have to run into the crowd to get the lemon, right. literally 11, and bring it back to him for a point. And he goes, congratulations, point to your team. <laughs> um, but most of it is like if Benny Hill was alive today, this is the right. show he'd be doing. Yeah. So um, I showed my wife one episode and it was they had to guess the food held by the Japanese businessman. So the, okay. So it goes from the first person had an apple pie from McDonald's in the armpit of the Japanese businessman, right? And they had to try and using only their mouth decipher and oh, blindfolded, Jesus. right? Decipher what food it was, and then Jonathan Ross had his was a curry pasty, which was held in the ass of his jocks. <laughs> so he was, he's eating now this Japanese businessman. Oh, fucking hell! For a point. For a point. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see what I mean. It's it's either it's genius, yeah. or it's absolute trash. Or it, yeah, it sounds like a toss up between a Good News Week and Fear Factor. A little bit, a little bit. And the host is um, he's really funny because uh, he's like really sleazy because they yeah. got two female um, team captains. Yeah. But it's in a way that's it's so horrible that you go, okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, there is good. There is a good thing about taking it too far. Oh, um, actually, speaking about taking it too far, I watched. Uh, I was flicking through a Reddit thread just this yep. morning when I woke up. Uh, one about all right. This dude's like, you ask me a question, I'll oh. answer it, and then you change the answer. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, holy fuck. Those come around. I reckon about every six months. Yeah, somebody else jumps on, but yeah, they can get dark, which oh, I like. Which I like. <laughs> I like. Still like because obviously it's very inclusive. The AFL subreddit, but I still like that the points are still Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, that that was good. Uh, did you have a favourite that you remember? Well, it was it was the first one off the top of my head, which was um, <laughs> so, so the answer the, was the original question. You don't know, yeah. The answer was uh, Jim Steins. And I think everyone is totally on board with that. Yeah. And the question <laughs> means the question will be changed to who out of the history of AFL do you believe uh, deserves their medical history or injuries? injuries. Yeah, that they have sustained. <laughs> and rough, <laughs> <It's> like fuck. <laughs> but then it's like Jesus Christ. All right, this thread's over. <laughs> Um, speaking of uh, highlights, I was flicking through. I was watching the darts this morning. Oh, yeah. Live darts from Las Vegas. Yep. Um, problem is there's not an English crowd, so oh. they're just about dead oh, silent. no. That's terrible. But there were, I reckon there were three um, pommies in the background. They started to try chants and songs. Right, yep. They were the only three. Everyone else sort of looked around at them. And then they started chanting, boring crowd, <laughs> boring crowd. Boring <laughs> crowd. Um, but unfortunately, uh, we're, like you said, it's 10 to 11. I had to leave because at 11 o'clock on ESPN was the Cornhole Championships. Oh, right. Yeah, Shit. so I, 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 hopefully I got the uh, the iView hooked up. I only found together. out what Cornhole uh, Championships were when we had a, a street party for a New York-themed <laughs> the non uh, brewery. The non-urban yeah, dictionary yeah, exactly. It was yeah, like, well, come, come to the street and like play some Cornhole. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Not if you're... <laughs> Pretty fucking liberal out here, Chip. You have to get me drunk first, but well, I'm already drunk, so. <laughs> it's, I don't know how many it takes, but it's at least one more. Yeah. Um, yeah, Josh's highlight was Magic Door. We're going to get into that anyway. Yeah. So I, can, I can chip in Josh's stuff for the first half podcast. <laughs> Did, you <laughs> Did you get it twice? Um, since Josh is in here because he's working and yeah. you know, I'm off this week. Did yeah. you get up to the Collingwood North game? No. So we didn't even get to talk about no, that. No. We'll just skip it but then. The thing, is, the thing is, it was like his highlight was Magic Door. So we basically covered everything yeah. for the pile of the week. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah. Starting off on Thursday night, Essendon and the Giants. Um, 
I like this game because I was the only one in my work tipping that tipped Essendon. Right. Got a, and yeah. I was watching the game, I forgot that I did. I thought I tipped the Giants. <laughs> I was like, ah, <laughs> damn it. I thought they were going to get there. But um, they did all right. But I don't know, was it the pressure of Essendon or just the lack of polish from the Giants? I think a little bit of both. I think um, the lack of polish on the Giants, I'm not sure what's causing it or if it's just them, you know, fucking up with MCG again. But it seemed like maybe off-field distractions are getting a, a bit up there or... Wasn't it the MCG this one? That's oh, wasn't unfortunate. Who was it? Uh, Marvel. Marvel, right. Um, well, no. <clears throat> like a polish then. <laughs> Actually, they don't have a great record on Marvel either, do they? Um, although, no, I don't think so. Um, they have won at least one at um, the MCG this year. Um, I've got a feeling it was Melbourne or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, 12, uh, 12 goals, 5 to 10-11. So you've got um, 21 scoring shots to, what's that, 17. Yep. Um, and you've gone down by a goal. Uh, it's pretty easy to point to where the problem is. Well, for sure. One. And not the only game for this weekend, of course. <laughs> it was like that. Well, no. And obviously it was, I mean, you call it controversy, but I mean, Essendon, they've got their fair share of the wrong end of the stick. That's yeah, right. They, yeah. can, they can get one. It was touched. Back. It was They're, touched for sure. What I don't like is... The, um, there were, I'd say, a minority of fans that say, well, you can't be sure. Like, no, no, we're yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, uh, the AFL brass comes out and goes, well, no, no, I'm fine with that decision. Um, I think it was Wheat- Jared Wheatley. You actually put the question to him, um, to Hocking, who's yeah. the chief operations or whatever. And he, he said, look, oh, that's fine. As far as I'm concerned, that's a good call. It's not touched. And he goes, if they said it was touched, would you say that as well? He goes, yeah, I would have said that's a fine call. <laughs> like, well, that's exactly the fucking problem then, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, fucking oath. What I don't like is they could have gone, yeah, you know what? We got that one wrong. Yeah, we fucked up. And then you, and like, you'd have the respect of the fans because everyone would be like, all right, well, you did. You know, yeah. fuck you, you can't. But, and what, you and what are you doing to fix it? He goes, you know what? We're, um, you know, we're going to get the guys in and say, you've got to improve. We're trying to improve the systems, you know, yep. and, and next year we're going to have this and we're going to have the money. All you have to say is, yeah, it was fucked up. Yeah, what I was thinking is, I don't know how it works with the vision they get, but since doesn't, I don't understand much about frame rates and how HD television works, but if they are recorded in, what's the highest, like 1080, 4K? 4K, 4K um, would that mean that they'd have better ability to, uh, is it higher frame rate? So you wouldn't have those like in-between in frames? In-between frames, yeah. Would that actually result make in... It better. Yeah. Yeah, but um, apparently they're cutting back on everything that they can to um, when it comes to uh, filming it. Quality. Uh, yeah. Um, like there's less cameras this year and they're not doing the super slow-mo anymore yep. um, because they Channel 7 paid through the nose for fucking uh, for the rights. Yeah. Now they're trying to cut back. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like these are uh, like goal line technology. The, the big argument has been a long time um, – AFL says, well, Channel 7's a broadcast, they're cameras, so they should do it. And Channel 7 says, well, this is the rules of the game. Yeah. You should do it. Yeah. Well, no, you should. Yeah. Well, I'm actually on Channel 7's side of this one. Yeah. If it's the rules, AFL should be going, well, we'll put the cameras in. I think that's for sure, yeah. Fucking GoPro, mate. It's not that hard. No, take the cameras with you if you crack the shits. You know what (laughs) I mean? Pull them down. Yeah, pull them down afterwards. Um, But, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, Also, part of me entertains the idea that so much of our rules are interpretive. Just let the goal umpire have a crack at it. And yeah. If he's wrong, he's wrong. If he's right, he's right. In this case, it would have been a goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what the goal umpire would have said. Yeah. And uh, look, I don't think it was the... I mean, it was close to the definitive, definitive no, part of the match. But, but so be it. Hey, yeah. rub, rub the green. That's what happens. Yeah, Essendon gets shafted a lot, which I love. But, you know, fuck. You can't be too disappointed when they get one up there. Oh, believe me. Um, I would have loved it even more if they got shafted on this one as well. Absolutely, but, yeah. But you can't be angry. No, I, th- I think they're one and two for uh, game-deciding umpire decisions. Yep. yep. So fair enough for them. Um, 
Okay, on to the Cats and the Crows. Um, very interesting, actually, on the weekend, because uh, this was Friday night. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Saturday morning, uh, Taylor Walker had fled uh, Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> to Broken Hill. He was running water. I did hear that. You did hear it? I yeah. did, yeah, because I had recorded with Josh on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> he are. Tell me. Um, yeah, he was running water on uh, Saturday morning down at uh, in Broken Hill um, yeah. with uh, his club. Uh, his brother is one of the assistant coaches. Right. Um, the other team actually complained. They said, oh, we don't think he's uh, uh, registered to be a water uh, to be serious? a runner. Oh, my and God. I, I was even reading the paper and they went, surely this isn't an issue. <laughs> <laughs> like, we understand, like, he's not at the club every week, but he's a fucking runner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're lucky to field a team in this competition. Like, let's not get all fucking, uh, you know, strict about the rules. What's even worse is a couple of uh, Bulldogs, like, because his home team is the North Bulldogs, as is yeah. our home team. There's um, a couple of ex-Bulldogs who are coaching the other side too. And they complained about it. Yeah. Well, somebody on the other side complained about yeah, it. Yeah. It's probably Merrill in the fucking stands or probably. something. Yeah, probably like that. But anyway. Um, then he got life membership or something like that, didn't he? Yeah, he got life membership. Yeah, which may feel like that was a formality. I'm not sure. I might have played more games for North than yeah, he did. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, in, in this one, um, even though the scores were close for most of the day, um, you know, still, still in it at three-quarter time, it yeah. did feel like uh, John had got this. It's just what they do. Well, the thing is, every Geelong game feels like that. So you're never sure if that you've just been conditioned to, to have that response yeah. when the games are close to Geelong or if it is legitimate. But, I mean, Geelong are the real deal this season. They've got together whatever issues they had with fitting you know, too many stars into not enough spots. And it seems to actually be working for them. So they've always got someone that's going to step up. And a lot of times they were trying to figure that out with sort of the changing of the guard of, of Selwood not having to be as impactful as he used yeah. to be. Uh, and they've definitely got got um, you know the, the good footing underneath their boots now that everyone's going to step up and yeah they can get across the line when they need to. Um, Tim Kelly's done his Brownlow chances no harm. No, he, he hasn't. Yeah, another um, blinder. I think he's leading the uh, AFLPA or a f- couple of other is he really? awards. Yeah, yeah. He, he resigned, right? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. That that's not going to happen until the end of the year if it does happen. I reckon sure he's, he's going to try try and go home probably. But I think he's on like league minimum money as well, like as right. in a hundred grand or something like that. Yeah. Um. And next year he's going to get like a nine or tenfold yeah. increase. Yeah. And for for that sort of money, like I wouldn't care if I was home or not. Just who's going to pay it? Cook <laughs> like, me up. I'm going to say yeah. The, the wife wants to go home. Well, she can take the fucking jet. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You fly back every. You fly back on weekends and see me. And like if the situation they're in, if they win a flag, then he can tick that off the list. And he's yeah, like, go. well, if I can go do something else and get yeah, paid for it. Yeah. Fuck I think this. That's that's totally fair enough. He's not going to be short on offers. That's that's for damn sure. I mean, I'm sure St Kilda's probably got a couple mil under his nose. <laughs> <laughs> they probably offered him two mil a season by accident. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was still addressed to Steve, and they'd copy and paste and send it off to a few people now. Tim, can you change your name to Jack? Yeah. That's all we need. <laughs> Actually, they picked on the Jack. Oh, again, Saints. Um, I th- uh, Cam Guffrey, I thought, was uh, – I think he's been in and out of the side this year, so it was good yeah. to see him in a bit of form. He's just struggling to figure out where he fits in because, I mean, before Albert came back, he had a couple of stellar seasons, but last year wasn't wasn't his best. He's starting to slow down a little bit. Yeah, you don't know if his best is behind him or if he just needs to go to a different club and, and really have a bit more hands-on role <clears throat> and prove what he's capable of. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it's definitely possible. Um, but for – for Geelong, it seems like they just keep on ticking on and there's no sort of obstacle that comes across them on the field that they can't overcome. Yeah, well, obviously they had to bounce back in this one too because they lost to Port the week before, but yeah. it was always going to happen and they're not going to get beaten at home, um, not by this Adelaide outfit. Yeah, yeah. Makes the uh, the race for the 7 and 8 on the ladder very interesting too. It's with becoming the, really tight. The two SA teams and Richmond involved in that as well. Um, yeah, and Adelaide, they seem to be a whole lot more... 
I don't know, efficient over four quarters of a game. They don't really fade off. And Eddie Betts having massive fourth, third yeah. or fourth quarters has obviously helped a lot. He sort of had a <coughs> resurgence in this part of the season. Kind of player he is too. You can be out of it for you know ninety minutes, and then he pops up, he kicks two goals, and it gets the crowd going, and it gets everyone else yeah. going. And he's like, well, fuck me. Yeah, you know, exactly. You can do nothing all day and still beat you. Well, that's that's exactly right, and, and that's just what he's proven over this last sort of month, month and a half. Like, it wasn't his best game this, this week, but just no, Adelaide, no. Adelaide. As a, as a point to uh, really sort of start to switch on and prove that they can be a, a top eight contender. Done enough, you reckon, to go around again? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I think so. I Eddie's at the point where you let him do what he wants. Yeah. He's shown they can contribute when he needs to, and he's not a liability. So yeah. until there's uh, someone that can actually merit take his spot. You know. Yeah, at the start of the year, I, I would have thought this would be his last year. Um, yeah. And next year could be one year too many, but fuck it. You, I've, I've always said yeah. there are some players that earn one year too many. Yeah. And he's in that... That like just like you said, you go to him and say, "Mate, tell us when you're done." Exactly, and it's like you don't really hear anyone that doesn't like Eddie Betts, especially no. teammates. So there's not going to be anyone who'd no. be like, "Oh, you know, maybe we should be out for a young young kid." Uh, Hawthorne and the Eagles at the MCG on Saturday. Um, I kind of agree, and maybe I am a little bit biased, but the better team lost on this day, I think. But when it comes to goal, uh, good kicking is good playing. Well, yeah, exactly. But I didn't get Nine a chance. Seventeen. To, I didn't get a chance to watch this one because I was up to my ankles in um, stout and, <laughs> and mud and, and bright. Um, but I was actually surprised with uh, how the game unfolded when I was going through basically just the the short replays that you get on, on KO and going through yeah. the stats. Um, it looked interesting that Hawthorne had, had resilience uh, over that four quarters. Um, I expected the blowout to happen sooner or later. Yeah, but they, I don't know. It seems like they've always got. Obviously, it's a lot of coaching strategies, but he's good at just plugging holes. He's got yep. he's got round holes and square pegs, and he makes it work somehow. Yeah, I think there is a lot of that going on. It's just um, it is trying to put the fingers in all the holes before the dam breaks. Yeah, um, and I think I saw somewhere our biggest loss this year is like twenty six points. Really, you know, every game they've been in with a chance, but they Hawthorne unable to kick a winning score. Yeah, and I mean nine goals, seventeen. Yeah, it's yeah, it crazy. It's uh, it's cost a few players their spot on the side this week because uh, Segler missed uh, three absolute sitters. And yeah, problem yep. is taking big marks, missing sitters. And when is their talent coming back? Like when's obviously um, Titch is no next year. Done next year. Yeah, uh, yep. Wingard's still a couple of weeks away. Yep. Um, Birchall might be back. He's playing like half games in the VFL. Yep. So he might be coming back. But really. The injury list, um, oh, you throw in Scrimshaw. Yeah. That's it for best 22. The, yep. the rest, I mean, there are other players that are injured, but they're, you know, um, like Tim Moore and yeah. um, other ones that aren't really in your best 22. But they're there, but a lot of the players that are, you know, in that three-peat side are now just not as good as they were. Yeah. Was Gunston playing up forward? Yeah. 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 Uh, How did he go? Because with, with sort of like – that sort of scoring, you kicked one too. I thought he would have had a bit more of it. Or was he out of bounds a lot? Or No, no, he did play up the ground a little bit. But, I mean, the delivery into our forward line all year has been shithouse. Yeah. Um, he, like, you say one, two. There was some that were, you know what, like, you should be kicking them. Yeah. Set shots especially. Um, yeah, you know, he was all right, but he does play away from goals more. And I think that, you know, we're, we're screaming out for key forwards. He's not a big marking forward, but he is a great leading forward. Yeah. I think yeah. we... It, yeah, we're trying to be a little bit too clever at times Yeah, with the team selections. But on the West Coast side of things, um, their midfield was um, uh, dominant uh, at times. You know, Luke Shuey, the ball on a string. Yeah. But all eyes were really on Nick Nat um, back in the side. Did not look like he lost a step. Really? Well, he got 41 yeah. hitouts by the stats here. It's a decent effort. And big leaps, you know. Yep. He, he didn't look 
uh, apprehensive. Yep. Um, they did try to curtail his uh, time on the ground. Um, well, of course, yeah. But he was um, that at the start. Yeah, but uh, he had to um, uh, play a little bit more than he probably wanted to um, due to injuries. Yeah, so. well, it's kind of crazy. You got Redden, uh, Gaff, and Shuey all with thirty plus possessions. It's going to be tough to get the ball out of their hands and or win. Yeah, they got the ball. Um, and I think really the only midfielder that uh, for West Coast that didn't get on it was uh, Elliot Yo, who was tagged. Yep. So. Um, yeah, yeah, we can say, but it does say that is a very, not a very defensive midfield from the Hawthorne side. No, and like the strategy of tagging Yo, I mean, it worked. He did fuck all, but but didn't, the, didn't win. The other three of them, <laughs> yeah. Um, and really, in the last quarter, even though Hawthorne were trying to hang on to a lead, but they were just hanging on. They weren't trying to increase it. Yeah, yeah. Um, when uh, West Coast drew level, then they went, okay, let's go, and yeah. they went straight down the guts to try and get a goal. I like that. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, one extra win or one extra loss this time of the year is not going to change Hawthorne's Exactly, season. yeah. But they said, you know what? We want to win. Yeah. We're not we're not happy just to hold on. We uh, want to win. Yeah, and you want to see young kids doing that as well. Like, I'm not the young team, but you want to give that sort of uh, you know, culture, you want to set up that sort of style of, of play approaching the game. Yeah, yeah, always. Always play footy. Don't, uh, yeah, don't try yeah. to game it. Uh, Sydney and the Suns. Um, Suns came up for one of the upsets of the year last year. Uh, was not happening this one, but um, I want to focus a little bit on Ka- uh, Callum Sinclair. Yep. Dislocated his shoulder in the first what, minute. Did he? Um, poor bastard. And it looked painful too. I mean, he's a big lad. Yeah. And he um, fell to the ground and you could see the pain in his eyes. Yeah. So he went off and, you know, the docs couldn't get it in straight away, but eventually got it in, strapped him up, and then sent him back out there. Fucking hell. And I thought... Is it necessary? Is it? Is it? And then by the end of the quarter, it popped out reaching for the ball. Oh. Like, not even a contact. It popped out again. And you could see... God damn. Like, the, it, wasn't, it was no longer pain in his eyes. It was, it was despair and sadness. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was near tears. Um, and I think somebody <laughs> went, I think he's done for the day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll leave it there. He's got a really cool party trick now. <laughs> like rigs and lethal weapon where you can get out of handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you expect Swans to win this one. Um, we may as well cut to Steve's question. We've got him, got him back oh. again now. Um, Steve from Twitter. Steve from Twitter. Slingshot footy. Uh, what's your thoughts on Tom Papley? Um, he's a hard worker, um, was a plumber uh, before he started <laughs> playing footy. Um, but Steve thinks he's not in the likes of Ballantyne or, or Green or something like that. Um, is he Sydney's cunt? Is that what Steve's getting at? Uh, They've got some weird units, but I want to ask, when you recorded this episode during the week that got deleted, did yep. you get to Steve's question? Um, did you get that far? No, no, we didn't. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, for starters, I mean, he's not as old as Ballantyne, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and Toby Green is a special talent, so comparing him to Toby Green is always going to be unfair. Uh, it's a bit like comparing, you know, the, the next full forward to Buddy Franklin. Yeah. It's not fair. Like, yeah. You, you got fucking Michael Jordan there. Um, I think he's actually really, really good. Uh I don't know if he fits into the same side with Ben Ronke, though. Yeah. Now, I know Ronke's only just come back in, but I think they're a little bit too similar. Yeah, well, Ronke did come in and go back out, but we're looking at the future. Obviously, you're going to take Ronke, so it's when when's the right time to slow Maybe. him in and what do you do with him afterwards? I think Papley, he's just that really good um, small forward that sneaks under the, the radar a little bit. Um, yeah. I more compare him to someone like uh, Orazio Fantasia. Yep. Um, and sometimes you go, oh, yeah, don't worry about him. And then you get the three-quarter time, you're like, he's kicked three. Fuck, yeah. What have yeah. we done? 
Do you reckon there'll be a position for him um, actually being the high-pressure player if he's not going to be like goal-focused, if he can just run around, put pressure on, even in the back lines? Um, without examining his game too much, I do reckon that's probably the one thing that like, it, the coaching staff would always say, well, if you could put a bit more forward pressure and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, um, when the ball's on the deck, he is an absolute little terrier. Yeah. Um, and that's what you like. Well, you stick him in the back flank. Get him to run. The if he wants a goal, he's got to run for it. Yeah, exactly. He's got to run through the, the middle and, and set it up. Not a silly idea. Um, yeah, but I think he's a nice bloke. Makes a really nice peach cobbler. Um, <laughs> peach cobbler? <laughs> yeah, takes the kids to school on Wednesdays. You know. Fair enough. <laughs> Wholesome dude. Um, Luke Parker was uh, back to his best as well, I thought. Yeah, and I thought I thought his best probably passed him as well. But I mean, it was Gold Coast, so it's tough to really say too yeah. much if, how he's going. But Sydney is cracking on at a reasonable measure. They never seem to be totally out and down yeah. and down the bottom. Uh, they they covered for the loss of Sinclair well with Alira Lear um, and uh, Sam Reid yep. um, running through the gut. So they got a little bit of injury worries in, in Tall Timber, but um, yeah, well, just getting decent Tall Timber is tough these days. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously you can get them young, but they're not good until they're 30. So, yeah, just so it's a long-term game or you just, you know, basically wait for the shit clubs to recruit them and figure when's the right time to get them across. Yeah. Um, all right, the next game is Collingwood North. Uh, Josh is not here. Should you just skip it? We should skip it. Yeah, yeah, let's go. You know what? I can just cut in. He's talking about Magic. Just, I'll just slot it into this part right, now. Put in, put in the, uh, all right. the, the cliff notes. Magic, Magic. Shit, where's my pen? All right. This is where Josh talks about Magic. Oh, and uh, what about uh, Shaw and Teague coaching positions, like certain now or something? That's a note I had from Josh as well. Right. Um, okay. Uh, I, I, I don't think there's a reason not to give them the role. Um, I think that all the talk that's going on, especially, all right, let's start with Shaw. Yep. All the talk that's going on about Longmire, I think is a fucking joke. Uh, yeah. He's not going to leave. He's got a contract. He's going to sign an extension. All the talk in the media is just so he can sign a bigger extension. Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's, the, it's the Brock Lesnar method. Yep. And... Besides all that, I don't like him as the coach of North Melbourne because yeah. he is too defensive-minded. Yep. Um, and I think the way the North are playing right now is far more attacking and free-flowing and um, I think it's it's good footy to watch. It's yeah. great footy to watch. Yeah, and I think they, they signed Brady Rollins, is that correct? Yep, as an off-field, um, yeah. which is good. You know, One of the things we spoke about was they the joke that's become, you know, North Melbourne made a big offer to a player and they haven't come over. Yeah. Um, we've got to change something. Yep. You know, you can't just say, well, you know, it's we're a small club, poor us. Yeah. So it's obviously money isn't the issue because you've been throwing the fucking yep. money around. <laughs> so, you know, they've changed the coach, maybe that's it. But they've got, you know, one of the best recruiters and list managers from over West who's done really well. Yep. Um, back to your club. Yeah. yeah. So you're doing something right. Yeah, and also uh, Taylor Garno waxed someone on the weekend as well, didn't he? Had a night out of the pub. Oh, I did see a couple I'm of nice, nice comments online. They said it must be fake fake news because uh, <laughs> how did you find a pub in Sydney that was open at that hour? <laughs> but um, yeah, it looks like uh, I know, investigations are still going. I don't understand that. No. Investigations go, mate, what happened? Yeah, exactly. There's three cameras there as well. Either Yeah, exactly. Either you believe him or yep. you don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, if you believe him, then okay, we go on with it. Yeah, maybe he's just waiting for the right price. Yeah, yeah. Can, this can all go away. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, one of my mates actually tipped North Melbourne we were that drunk. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> no. And you tip the Bulldogs, which is the game coming up next. Uh, and Port Adelaide. Um, fucking shocking day over there, to be honest. Terrible, yeah. Um, with all the rain. Uh, a lot of eyes were on the sandful for this one. Because, uh, you know, last week Hinkley made the big call to drop a lot of players, um, well-established players. Yep. Like, uh, I think um, Westhoff was playing in the twos. I think Rockliffe was playing in the twos. Right. 
Um, very bit harsh. There's somebody else as well. I think there's a suspension or so, and all of them had a fucking field day out. I think Rockliffe set oh, the Sandful right. record. It was like 55 or something stupid yeah. like that. Yeah, I was going to say 57, but it was yeah, it was 50s. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, which is just stupid. Um, yeah. So I think all those players are coming back in, but um, Bulldogs caught him on the hop. Well, exactly, and there was no one that would step up. Uh, you know, with those big players out. Um, I mean, just looking at Lissette got 42 hitouts, and uh, he's still. Not getting first use of the ball. You can get five goals, 11, 10 yeah. or six. Obviously, there's no one there to be able to run through the, the packs and Bulldogs just beat you on the on the rebound as well, the way they run. Um, yeah. But yeah, Connor Rosie, I thought, should have stepped up more. He's one of the players who've been tutored as the future of that club. Yeah, I think maybe the wet just does not suit him at all. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem to like it. Um, you can't be too much on – to know too much about that, but um, – to on days like this where it is wet and the scores are going to be low, yep. you know, barely 100 points scored between the two sides, uh, Josh Shackey is taking four marks and kicked three goals. Sure. It's not a big number, but yeah, in context, it means a lot. Yeah, for sure. And especially if you're playing at forward lines, obviously you're going to take lots of pack marks or you're going to be there or thereabouts. Yeah. And it's just about having clean skills. Who's got the cleanest skills and who can get the ball forward a lot of the time. Yeah. And it seems like Bulldogs, it's been one of their – Talents is, uh, well, sometimes their skills aren't the cleanest, which makes them well prepared for wet weather footy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they're not a tall side, so the wet weather does suit um, that respect as well. Yeah. Um, even though he wasn't the most uh, prolific with with the ball, uh, Bontempelli, when it mattered, um, yeah. had time and composure. Well, he's one of the, if not the best player in the league, but he just has that sort of ablet mentality where he doesn't actually have to try. Is that good? Yeah. And so maybe his effort isn't always up up to where it should be, but I think that's going to come a bit more with age. You forget he's still like, what, 22, 23 or something like that? He's young, yeah. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, it is that style. I've compared him to a young um, Jared Ruffett a lot. He just yeah. he has that laconic style. Yep. Um, but, you know, fucking hell, he can get it done when it matters. Mm. What's that put Bulldogs on the, on the ladder now? Um, I think they're about 15th. Um, so nowhere, basically. Yeah, roughly. I haven't got it in front of me. Yeah, I'll bring him up. Bulldogs, 13th. Yeah, they got, a, they got a sniff? Yeah, but no. Yeah, but no. Yeah, oh, that's right. No. We've already written off. Uh, Shit, I've, who did we write off? Essendon? I think we wrote off North. Uh, written off, fuck. Yeah. Uh, I reckon Sydney are the only ones that might surprise people. Yep. Um, but uh, I can't see the others. Um, Port Adelaide might sneak in, but that's it. Yeah, Essendon yeah, won't. I don't think they've got it in them. I don't think so either, and they're above. Uh, yeah, Sydney. But yeah. I mean, I'm a bit biased. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, on to the bias then. Uh, Tigers and the Saints. Um, do they give you a scare at all? Um, not really. I was watching the game. I thought that Saints have. You can see where they've improved. Yeah. Um, but the Tigers bringing back some pretty big stars and. I think that not being able to see this Richmond side as it is for a long time probably played into our favour because it was yeah. very hard to have a strategy that's going to beat us. Um, I think the Saints, the personnel they have, they actually have a really, really good shot against uh, like the strategy that we employ because they've got young kids now who are fast running and they're subscribed to a strategy which they seem to be carrying out very, very well. Yeah. However, I think with too much, too much talent coming back in for Richmond, it was a strategy where they had to have too many ifs this happens, if yeah. that happens, and it was hard. really only if that new the sorry all the players coming back didn't gel straight away. Yeah. It was the only way they were really going to um, surprise them. Yeah, but and like we dropped a lot of talent as well back into the twos, which um, is is good to have that sort of problem. Yeah. But there was just contributors that would step up when it mattered. I thought Caddy did not much all day, but a few key plays really broke it open with us kicking. I think it was like three goals in five minutes or something yep. like that. 
And um, also just the run of people like Prestia, who's very smart yep. when he gets the ball. He doesn't always use the first option. He And he just knows he's got time to think about it. And especially Edwards, um, I thought he played a good game just with his way of thinking around that back line and being that conduit for for setting up our, our entries into the forward forward half of the ground. He's a real solid player, Edwards, nowadays. Isn't he? Is he yeah. 200 games? Uh, he'd have to be close, yeah. He'd have to be close. I'll, I'll check that. Um, but Dusty, I thought, was back to his best as well. Dusty was amazing. He was everywhere. And he just... There was nothing they could do to yeah. to stop him. They just had to try and contain everyone else around him. Well, that I mean, he's one of those players that it's um, when he's on, that's it. There is no more that you yeah. can do. Yeah. Uh, Edwards is just shy of two hundred and fifty, right? And um, even like Broad, he only got nine touches, but before I was watching, that was actually pretty decent. Like, yeah. He found himself some space, and especially with switching uh, with the ground, we were, it was a weird strategy because we were encouraging them to switch and just covering it off. Yep. But then we were switching our, ourselves, so you would have thought that they could just see what we were doing and do it themselves. But you know, obviously, they didn't really have a strategy for that. Um, I do think uh, he played an awesome game, uh, my boy Chow. Yep. Uh, but that last goal, that was a disgrace. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was <laughs> to throw it in and walk into a goal. That's, yep. Like, you, you should be able to drop somebody from the team right there and then and there. Yeah. Not drag them off the ground, drop them. Like, well, right, you straight to the VFL. Yeah. Don't, don't get changed. Just go there well, there's now. there's so many, like, safeguards you have in that situation. Like, you always have someone on the goal line, for yeah. starters. You always have someone, someone rucking. Front and centre. <laughs> yeah, and a ruck. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are three, three pretty basic methods you get taught in under 12s that could have stopped that situation from arising. I reckon 90% of boundary throw-ins, the ruckmen stand too far back. Oh, I, I would say 100%, basically, 100%. <laughs> they do this massive sprint to the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd probably employ the opposite strategy. I'd stand next to the dude throwing it in and, and run, run out the other way. I'll tell you what, I'd like to see that. Yeah, because then you're punching the ball in, in board and yeah. it's like a joust, basically. It's like a proper contest. you just got to watch it over your shoulder. You're, you're, yeah. you're doing all right. There's a tip of, tip of the week. Yeah, maybe on a 45 angle. Yeah, yeah. S- start on the boundary line, follow it in. And run it straight through. Yep. And I think for the Saints, um, um, what's his old mate's name up forward? Joshy Bruce. Joshy Bruce. I think he had a great game. Starting to play um, a little bit more out of the goal square too, I think. Yep. And I think that's what they need. He's almost like a, a cult figure that everyone gets behind when he yep. has a big play. The whole team lifts. Um, wasn't so happy seeing doing against my team, but, yeah, but you know, yeah, I think right. it's pretty hard not to like Josh Bruce. Now, Sydney Stack. Oh, yeah. Has he had enough good games to give the Rising Star a shake for the year? Because we went from a stage where, you know, it would be really good if he got a nomination <laughs> to yeah. – He's been the most impactful. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not the most consistent, but definitely um, if it was based on a 3 2 1, he's had more threes than any other first year player this year. Absolutely. Like, I'm obviously, I'm biased, but I'd give it to him. And I think just the hype around him was definitely going to yeah. influence votes. <laughs> Name another player eligible. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a good story as well. It takes a hanger. Um, you know, obviously, there's the whole thing about wanting to be out west and no one picked him up and whatnot. So the oh. story's there. The future's there. There are 18 sides and, and a couple of others that look past him. Right? Yeah. Without a yeah. And, like, I mean, we look past him as well, but yeah. he just fell into our laps. Like, all right, well, we'll take him for nothing. We'll give him a go. Yeah. Um, and he's absolutely killing it and looks like he's having an absolute ball doing it as well. Well, that's exactly right. And that's the sort of the style of play that um, Richmond's successful at doing is when people have freedom to be able to play yep. the style that suits what they want to do and they have fun doing it. That was one of the major keys to our, our premiership, premiership uh, victory in 2017. It is amazing that you can have uh, Sydney stack in the side um, as well as some of the other Smaller forwards, um, yeah. You start yeah. to think, oh, you know, you got Rioli and Butler and um, 
uh, maybe not caddy so much. He's more. He's a little bit taller, but yeah. you go, know, how are they all going to fit in? But it's the way that they play. Yeah. And short was the other one I was trying to think of. Yep. Um, that you go, you know what? We'll have as many as we can. If you, if you yeah. want to run, we'll, you can exactly. play. Exactly, yeah. Especially someone like him where he's a multi-position player, you go back or forward. And that's just obviously, uh, uh, you know, it's a real ace up the sleeve for a yep. coach to have, especially with injuries coming in, you can plug holes. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And yeah, apart from that, I thought Asprey did, did good in backline. Um, I thought it was pretty even between him and Bruce. If uh, um, it comes to round 21, 22 and, and Richmond, you know, uh, sitting ninth or eighth, mm. do you bring um, uh, God, uh, Alex Rance back in? Do you go, um, mate, I think the knee's okay. If you think it's okay, do you bring him back or you go, you know what? I don't next think year. so. I think you go next year. <clears throat> I think he's going to be a bit old where we can just wrap him up for the year and see how we go. Like, we've given enough people enough time to come through at this stage. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, Alex Rance is the best person in that position. At the moment, we need two people to play his yeah. role. Yeah. Um, but it seems to be working out okay. You, you say that, but, you know, I've maintained for years that uh, Alex Rance is not as good when Dylan Grimes is not playing. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, um, or, or like Basher, where he's got no one to pass yeah. off to. And as much as other non-Richmond fans might say that Alex Rance is overrated, Dylan Grimes is underrated. Exactly so right. Between the two of them, they're about right. Yep. And Dylan Grimes is still young as well. Like yeah. He's skinny, yeah. still got to put on weight. And you know, being an apprentice of Rance just holds our back line in really good stead, especially when you can have uh, Vlosten dropping in and out of there, and McIntosh as well. Um, all right, on to the, the last game. And one of the bigger upsets of the season, I'd say, uh, the Dockers kick five goals to nothing in the first quarter yep. and get run down. Yep, and what a what a big story for the Blues. Like, I actually stopped watching this uh, <clears throat> when the Dockers went on a bit of a run. I'm just trying to bring up my score now to remember when it was. Yeah, probably in the, in the uh, either it was really early or late. Oh, in the third, yeah, when they started kicking a couple, couple yeah. away. I was like, oh, this one's probably done. And I flicked over to watching the highlights of UFC. And then, uh, obviously, you follow along on Twitter and whatnot. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, they're going to come back. And then, what a fucking great story. What a great, great viewing. Like, as, yeah, a, as a partial viewer, don't care about who wins. I was enthralled with the end of that match, actually, and, from the start of it as well. And look, I would have loved it just as much if they got done, if Carlton lost to a kick after the siren. Absolutely. However, yeah, yeah. it was great viewing. I yeah. really enjoyed it. And, like, just especially the way they did it with just... People I didn't expect just coming in for sneaky goals. Like yep. the way the way they kicked that last goal. Uh, it was, was the vets brilliant. as well, yeah. you know, it was yeah. uh, Mark Murphy. But how was that last was it last two minutes there were three goals kicked? Yeah, yeah. And like it wasn't pretty pretty footy. It no. was just get it forward. Get and, it forward, just and, do it, just do it, just and we, just we, be we, in the right place, just have numbers around the ball. And found enough space at the right time. Yeah. And 
they didn't make dumb decisions in the in that crunch time as well. Yep. Like they were risky decisions, but they weren't dumb decisions. It was the way that it had to be played if you're going to win. And it happened to, to just work out for them. And that last goal was obviously high pressure, snapshot, yep. check side. And yeah, slots it through for the win. He's pr- Mark Murphy's uh, kicked the last goal. He's probably uh, had his best game of the season, the 34. I reckon he's kicked, if he's kicked more than five goals this year, yeah. I'd be surprised. Yeah, yep. But uh, yeah, kick a goal and, and 34 touches. Um, but uh, for me, best on ground was Ed Kerno, who had something Absolutely. like 11 or 12 clearances. Shit. That's a fucking day out. Well, yeah, and it was their old guard just stepping up. Like Ed Kerno, uh, the issues with him was always his shoulder. You never know when he's going to be yeah. fit enough and... I think that he shouldn't be the in and under player anymore because his body's not up to it. But he's shown that put him on the outer and he's a fucking playmaker. Yeah. And also Dale Thomas, the old head, he's a smart footballer. His body's not used up to it anymore. But he turned back the years, a couple, you know, five years and had a good good game as well. Sorry, I just want to run back over that. Ed Kerno had 15 clearances. Shit. Um, you know, especially when you're going up against someone like Nat Fife in there. Yeah. Um, that's one of the best games of the year. Yeah, uh, I wonder what the record for clearances is this year. Uh, fifteen, I'd say. Yeah. If it's higher than fifteen, I'll, I'll be there. very, very surprised. Yeah, and so for Frio, it sort of puts me in, in not a tough spot, but it's it's unfortunate for them. Yeah, yeah, and you're just not not sure what your fix is because when you lose to the Blues, it's obviously very hard to get that one across the at, Monday morning at home. Yeah, the Monday morning, um, you know. Uh, uh, Postmortem. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a tough sell, especially for a t- side that you know might have surprised a few people, but um, internally they go, you know, we're a chance. Yeah, we got a yeah. chance at a premiership here. Not a chance for beating Carlton, but no. And it's like, I mean, do they just have a have a sniff around and see who wants to come home again and <laughs> try recruiting? Or well, I mean, that's what they do every do. year. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bit of home home sickness going on. You've got Fantasia who's talking about going back to <laughs> South Australia. It is funny when uh, one of those stories breaks, um, you know, and then the player comes out and doesn't deny it totally. Yeah. And you're like, guys, you know, journos, besides popular belief, journos don't generally make it up. Yeah. Like, yeah. they do, you know, I've heard this, heard this, heard this. You know what? They're, I'm 99% sure. Yeah. He's had the conversation. Yeah. But he didn't say he is applying, he will be yeah. leaving next year. The I can't remember who the journal was. He said he's talked about it. Yeah. Well, that's the journals don't necessarily just make things up. They definitely hear yeah. it from someone. It's just about who they're hearing it from. Yeah. Some journals know fuck all people and they're hearing it from old mate down the pub. But I think the clubs can deal with it differently. Yeah, <laughs> clubs can deal with it differently too. Because I remember when Brad Hill was at Hawthorne, yeah. um, he had a meeting with Ross Lyon in the mid-year. And they said, oh, we've heard that he's had a meeting. And they went, yeah, he has. Yeah, of course. He, he might want to go home. Yep. He's won three fucking flags with us. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Fine, mate. It's, it's easier to wave goodbye then. If he's more than happy, if he's, he's more happy going home, we'll see what we can do for yeah, him. Yeah, that's it. But what's, what's the problem with admitting, uh, yeah, yeah, he's thought about it. Well, exactly. Like, and I think just... Clubs want to keep that tight seal on everything. Yeah, um, I think and you obviously can't. coming across from a business world as well uh, with the football. Um, well, it is a business. The side of things, yeah, that's they apply the same strategies, even though it might not actually be applicable. Yeah, I just don't see what the problem is. Going, yeah, that happened. Or, yeah, I had the talk, you know, and I might change my mind, but you know, I'm still going to try and win every week. Yeah, and I mean, you know, depends if Cornelio feel like going to, <laughs> to to Adelaide. Then I mean, you know, I might miss out and going home. He'd be a rich man no matter where he goes. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go quickly through round 16, which starts tonight. Uh, Hawks and Collingwood. I reckon Hawks are a sneaky chance, but Collingwood are going to win. 
Yeah, if, uh, if it wasn't such a beautiful sunny day. It's a lovely day. Yeah, it? I would say Hawks, Hawks would be in the chance, but I think Colin would get across the line. I can't see him winning two I, two games in a row. Losing two games in a row. Yeah, especially at the MCG, maybe? Yeah, it is at the MCG yep. tonight. Cool. Um, yeah, I can't see Hawthorne kicking a winning score. That's our problem. Uh, tomorrow, also at the MCG, is Essendon Swans. I like Ooh, it. 10th versus 12th. It's going to be amazing. There's some really fucking tight, tight matches on this weekend that I would have yeah. thought at the start of the season had no business being tight. I'm tempted to go to that game too. Yeah, well, I mean, I've got to tip Essendon on this one. I think they'll just get across the line based on momentum they've got. Very interesting in the ruck because uh, Tommy Bell Chambers went down last week, so he's out for mm. a couple. Um, yeah. Sinclair, obviously, out with his shoulder. So there's no um, set ruckman for either side. And I say that even though Essendon have brought in Zach Clark. Right, yeah. Not well, a recognised ruckman. I mean, he plays the position, but he's not recognised. Now's the time to trial the stand next to the boundary umpire and run straight at <laughs> the ball method. Hey, bring Sean Grigg back out of retirement. This is exactly what I'm thinking. I'm glad we're on the same page on this. <laughs> uh, so you reckon Essendon? Yeah, I think Essendon will get across the line. Uh, Gold Coast are hosting the Tigers up at uh, Metricon. I would hope we could beat Gold Coast. I just hope that somebody boos Tom Lynch because it means there's yeah, somebody there. Yeah, somebody cares. Yeah, yeah, show a bit of heart. Exactly. Uh, the Crows and the Power in the showdown. Yeah, the showdown. Um, form. Ladder doesn't mean a thing when it comes to the showdown. No, neither. Yeah. So Adelaide should win, which means Port will. Yeah, I'm going for Port. <laughs> uh, Bulldogs and the Cats. Now Bulldogs have run into a Ooh, bit of form lately, Marvel. and I've got a feeling didn't they? They've upset the Cats once or twice before as well. I would say so. And it's at Marvel. They yeah. play Marvel really, really well. Yeah, and roof's going to be close. So <laughs> yes, yes, no it excuse is. for for light or anything like that. Uh, it's still tough to tip against Geelong. It is. Um, but if you're ever gonna put that sneaky one in I think this week would be the week it's a bit of a cop out but, but I can't do it I'm tipping Geelong but I can see like if if the Bulldogs win I can say yeah I saw it coming Yeah, but yeah. I'm not going to tip him which is you of know, course, yeah. cop out uh, the Western Derby um, the Dockers and the Eagles uh, well I mean obviously the Eagles going to win this one you'd think so wouldn't you you would, you would hope so um, yeah we don't really hear a whole lot of hype about the Western Derby these days. I'm sure over in Perth it's as big as massive. what the showdown is in Adelaide. Yeah, it just doesn't bleed across this far. So I've just missed I th- out on all the hype. I didn't yeah. even know it was coming up. And I think Frio have lost the last eight. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, well, I'm expecting that to be nine. Yeah, you expect this one to be nine. But if uh, Sonny Walters kicks another one after the siren, that'll be all right too. Yeah. Uh, Carlton are hosting Melbourne at the MCG. Oh, shit. This is going to be a uh, close game. That's, Not it's going to be an interesting game, but it's going to be close. That's well done by Melbourne too, by the way, because Carlton's home ground is Marvel Stadium, but they're playing, uh, they're hosting Melbourne at Melbourne's home ground. All oh, right, well, that's, that's a Hawthorne esque move. We've, we've done that for Geelong with for that years. Is a boss move. Jeez, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't think Cripps is back. Right for Carlton. That's not good. Um, and Maxi Gorn could be in a bit of trouble as well. Um, geez, it's hard to tip Melbourne. It is. It's, it's really hard. I'm tipping the tie. <laughs> Actually draw. on the tie, yep. Oh, you get good odds on the draw. draw. Uh, North and Saints Ooh. down in Tassie. Oh, North then. Yeah, I can say it does. No one likes tip it. playing in Tassie. If it was yeah. Marvel, it would be like, it's going to be a crack of a match and Saints might get across the line. Benny Brown's got to lift his game because he kicked, what did he kick? Not goals four, not goals five yeah. last week. So yep. expect him to have a big day out. He'll have four before half time. Yep. And the Giants and the Lions uh, in Giants Stadium. Giant Stadium, yeah. Um, I think the Lions get across the line on this one. I think they'll Ooh. just be able to get the job done. That'd be um, interesting. Top four for whoever uh, wins this one. Yeah, and Lions just—I like the way that they play. I think they're going to be—they're going to run Geelong uh, GWS off their feet. It'll be really interesting to see. I think this one. Um, more power in the middle for the Giants, but they are without their ruckman. Mummy's not playing this week. He's a bit yeah, sore. Right. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great one. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Lions. 
tough call. Ga- yeah. Game of the round. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I'll say Lions. Yep. All right, that'll do us. All right, peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.